The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our DC. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave, as announcer guy just told you. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcast. Share it with a friend. It is the show where we bring you the stories of our city through the voices of our city. And we've got dueling voices here today. I've got the rare two guests, one microphone, and it's Paul Cornicini and George Connolly. They're artists. They got like some... Wicked impressive art that they're going to auction off for charity. Jimmy Fund is involved. We're going to tell you all about it, but let's first welcome our guest to the virtual studio. Virtual audience is on their feet. Yes. Gentlemen. Thank you. Well, you know, we pipe in the the phony applause, but it's just kind of sad because that's the kind of the only crowds that we have these days, right? How are you? Guys, how are you guys handling your uh, pandemic, George? Are you hanging in there or what? Yeah, I'm. I'm in remission from cancer, so I had this whole social distancing thing down pat before I had the social distance. Oh my goodness! Okay, are you? How's your health these days? Are you doing good. okay? Excellent. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm in remission. Yeah, my my aunt Marge had a form of Hodgkin's, and this was years ago. But I remember a whole year of not seeing her and just thinking about how horrible it would be to just stay in her home basically for a full year. And now we've all done that. So maybe it's not so bad or maybe it's just as bad as we imagine it to be. And George Connolly, George, you look none worse for the wear. How has your pandemic been? Uh, it's been okay. You, you, like you said, you, you make do with what you have, with, with what you have to do. Yep. But you, you adjust. And uh, Paul, tell me how are your spirits in this, in these most trying of times? Well, it's been challenging. There's no question about it. But thankfully, I've got a strong friendship. George and I have been painting together for many years, and we found this as a good opportunity to get back at it. We're safe with uh, the way we work together, but of course, having somebody to share ideas with and push ideas together and and actually get on a canvas. We work on the same canvas at the same time, Mm -hmm. and it's actually been very therapeutic for me because, again, it is a little trying being home all the time but thankfully for home studios and a, mm-hmm. a cause worthy of worthy of our efforts here this has really been helpful so that's a good segue i don't know who the podcaster is here you, paul you're, you're doing my segue for me but thank you for <laughs> segueing i'm kidding pa- partners in people painting you can go to their facebook page search for partners in people painting and you'll find that so george tell me what is this all about and how did you guys come up with the idea well after I was in recovery and like Paul said, looking for a way to vent, mm-hmm. you know, express myself said, I needed a reason to paint. Well, I don't need a reason to paint, but like we needed a subject. Mm-hmm. And I came across an idea and I ran it by Paul and Paul loved it. And it, I said, let's do this. And as bad as this whole 
being socially distanced thing is, mm-hmm. it's got to be so much worse for somebody who has cancer or a family who has a loved one that has cancer. And even though this is all going on, cancer has not gone away. So I said, let's do a painting. Let's make it relevant. Let's make it as great as we've always made our paintings and let's auction it off for the Dana Farber, you know, and Jimmy fund. And we, we con I contacted my nephew uh, who lost his wife to cancer and he works in the Mike Patterson foundation and they do fundraising every year. So we decided we were going to do this painting through the Mike Patterson Foundation in memory of my niece, Nicole Heck. Well, so it's a passion of love. No more nobler cause than that. And I had an experience with uh, Jimmy Fund, Dana Farber, myself years ago. And I guess the relationship continues, but I was a, a camp counselor. Frankly, I'd still be a camp counselor if it were socially acceptable of a man of my age to, to do that, but it's not. So, but at, at any rate, the, the, the point is I had a camper named Todd Schwartz who sadly passed away at 19 from cancer. And we started a tradition and just, you hear so many good things about Dana Farber and the Jimmy Fund, but I can tell you from personal experience and I bet you agree, they, everything they do is just top notch to just everybody that works there is there for the right reasons. We did a softball tournament in Westwood that ran probably about 10 years, raised a bunch of money. And the best, I think the best causes obviously are the ones that come out of personal experiences. So good on you there. And so Paul, I'll go to you. So tell me the idea of two people working on the same canvas. I've never heard of that before. And how does that work? And what if one side sucks and the other one's great? I mean, I'm sure you're both great. It usually does. You have no idea how many times I've watched him do something in the back of my head. I'm going, I'll have to fix that later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, because collaboration is such a big part of what I do for my day job. I'm actually a graphic artist in the advertising industry. So I'm always working with a copywriter and other graphic artists. And we collaborate from day, all day long. And uh, then it kind of occurred to me that why not apply that same kind of dual sensibilities to the art of painting? And you can only do it with somebody you trust and know so well as George and I went to art school together. And we didn't start till about 10 years after art school. And I was down my career path and he was down his career path. And we were looking for something to do uh, together that was, again, more creative than the day job kind Mm -hmm. of thing, frankly. So we chose uh, to just try it. And the first couple of canvases we did were very large, six feet by, by four feet, and kind of really macro emotions. We chose people all the time. Every one of our pieces is focused on a person. So partners in people painting, thus the name, mm-hmm. is because we felt everybody can relate to looking into somebody else's eyes. That's sort of, we wanted to do something that's universally engaging. And uh, so we chose to always do that. The first couple were interesting in that we had to figure that out, frankly, Dave. We mm-hmm. had to like figure out who's doing what part. Do we work on the same overall canvas and then cover each other's tracks? We've actually tried some where we split the canvas and I did half and he did half. And it, so we've gone a number of different ways. And uh, we finally ended up on the whole, it's best when we do cover each other's tracks because the styles are different. But it has a dynamic, unified look, I think you'd agree, when, when you see our pieces. So, I would agree. I'm looking at some of them now. 
you've you've painted some iconic figures in history. Tip O'Neill is one. I'm looking at that one. That one's great. Sam Kinison, legendary comedian who's never with who's not with us anymore, sadly. Mick Jagger, Grace Kelly, and then Anna Nicole Smith. Yes. I that. <laughs> well, legendary and otherwise. Did, 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 did you see the title of that one? It says see? Playman of the Year, Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> but, but wait, plastic people. It says plastic people. So what why is is is, is she representative of a sort of cadre of our society that's particularly plastic is that where you're going with that one basically yeah, yeah. yeah. okay well it's yeah. a cool painting i just did at first i thought it was marilyn monroe but it's more interesting that it's anna nicole smith so the event is now there is a live event but i have a feeling most people are going to be on zoom so it's at the uh, chevalier it's a, live, it's a live stream event oh a live stream event okay well yeah, give me yeah. so go ahead give me a few more details there george so we were trying to find a place like a stage to, to reveal this painting under the lights, make it as live as possible without it actually being live, live mm -hmm. stream. So I, I worked for the city of Medford. I contacted the Chevalier theater and they were on board. Once we passed all the protocol, a community event through the board of health, make sure no more than 10 people, you know, socially distant, the whole bit. Mm -hmm. So that's where it's going to be. We um going to have videographer in there. We're going to reveal it at seven o'clock next Thursday, uh, February 25th. And that's when the bidding will open up. Okay. Uh, we even, we'll, we'll have a link on our Facebook page uh, to 32 auctions where people can either bid on the painting or they can make a donation if, if that's what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And, I'm telling you, this is going to be quite the painting. Wait till you see this thing. You have a video on your Facebook page, which I think is cool, which has people's reactions. The, the I take it a small number of people have already seen this. To tell me, tell me about that, Paul. Your turn. So it's, yeah, friends and family only. We wanted okay. to try to capture. Uh, it was actually George's idea to do the to not let anybody know what the subject is, as we talked about earlier, relevant to cancer and relevant to our passions as artists, but also kind of subjects that you've spoken to. Thank you for mentioning some of our other pieces. So the subject itself, we decided to keep a secret, but we do have to, we did want to uh, tease it a little bit. The idea that first of all, the scale is kind of large. That's one of the things you see people reacting to. It's four feet by five feet. So mm. we don't tell people how big it is until we bring it out into the room. And then that's part of why their reactions are such. But yeah, the idea was to help build some excitement, hopefully, for the actual reveal, which is, as you said, next Thursday. So. so very small people have been sworn to secrecy. They know the subject of this painting. Yeah. Yep. And Correct. so you don't want me to tell people that it's Gary Busey, right? Because... <laughs> Wait, you let the cat out of the bag. It's dude. not. Uh, all right. You see, see what I did there, listeners. It's not. It's actually not Gary. B so that's one we've crossed off the list. I mean, it's the, I don't know why I thought of him. So uh, facial expressions. That's why. Well, does the yeah? Well, there's a lot to work with there. I imagine yes, but 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 it is the Prado. I'm not gonna be all coy and everything, but is how do you pick your subjects without revealing it too about about this one? I suppose so. 
Well, this one was, you know, chosen because of relevancy to cancer uh, research. Actually, George has his personal experience with cancer. My, my dad passed away from cancer. We actually went to Dana-Farber for a second opinion and stuff. So it's kind of near and dear to me as well. So we really looked for a subject that would make sense for this charity, for this fundraising event, frankly. And then uh, along with that, somebody that also matched our passions for, again, celebrity kind of in the public eye has a lot of, I think you'll, you'll see and your fans will see a lot of joy and excitement. So we don't want to make it morose or anything. So this subject matter was actually chosen for those reasons. Cool. I can't wait to, to figure out who it is or, or actually see who it is. There's no way I'm going to guess. But again, go to the Facebook page, Partners in People Painting, to learn about the live stream event and how you can support the Jimmy Fund and Dana Farber. And again, the event is this coming, well, as, let's see, we record, we're recording this. So what the hell day is today? It's Wednesday. But it's anyway, it's Thursday the 25th. It's coming up in a few days as you're listening to this, people. So please do check it out. Now, I imagine when, I'll ask one or two more questions about painting, and then we, we're going to do a segment of good stuff. So people will recommend, all three of us will recommend something good that you can consume during uh, these, what I have been saying is the final days of the pandemic. I've been saying that for about eight months now, and we'll just see how that works. At any rate, what, what the... I'm not a painter, so but I imagine that there is a, that your craft involves different techniques. I don't know why I keep thinking about this. There was a movie that came out years ago. I think it was called New York Stories. It had like three different vignettes, and one of the vignettes was Nick Nolte as a bedraggled old painter who would crank rock music and then just start basically throwing paint at the canvas, and it was an enormous canvas. I don't know. It's maybe around the size that you guys use. But is George, tell me about that. Is it, if, do you guys have different styles? How does that work when you actually get out the paint and start doing it? I think we do, but we've been doing this for so long. I think we've picked up each other's style without even realizing that we're, we're doing it. It's difficult to define, really. So when, um, but when the finished product you think actually represents a sort of melding of your styles? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, if, when you look at any of our paintings, I, I I couldn't tell you which part I did or which part <laughs> Paul did or who started what. It's just, and that's the the beauty of this yeah. is like we just flow, mm-hmm. we just go at it. We it, we don't even have to say anything to each other. I'll switch sides and he'll move over to the other side. I take his palette and start using some of his paints, and he borrows mine. Mm-hmm. Paul, it's did- a partnership. Paul, now you can tell us the truth. You're constantly at each other's throats, having paint fights. There are there is some shoving involved. I'll say that. <laughs> so, and uh, it's an expressive uh, medium. Paint oils. We always work in oils, by the way, because they do allow you to push the paint around a little bit more. For for specifically, it won't dry. If George did something particularly horrible, I can go over it without before it's dry and okay. fix it. <laughs> <instance>. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. And I, pre- I appreciate you guys telling us about the event and it's just a, a nicely creative way to make the best of what's going on during the pandemic and raise some money for a great cause. We're going to play a round of good stuff as promised. Before we do that, let me take a 
Quick break to tell you what we do here at pod617.com. The Boston Podcast Network is where you go if you want your own podcast. Is now a good time to start a podcast? Well, heck yeah. What else are you doing? Really, people. I mean, really, people. We're going to send you out a quality USB microphone to get started. We produce the whole thing. Soup to nuts from the intro music, outro music, and everything in between. Tell you how to get it hosted, posted. Podcasting is a great way to connect with your network. If you're a professional, you're a business owner, or just someone who wants to reach a bunch of different ears, Podcasting is the great new way to do it. Go to pod617.com to get started. The Boston Podcast Network in pod we trust. All right, let's play good stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. All right, pressure's on, guys. You guys are our Archie types, and so all kinds of creative stuff and everything. So I hope it's just not a, a recipe for French onion soup or something. But uh, <laughs> well, why don't but, I start if that's all right? Please uh, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Basically, being COVID times, as you started out talking about, you're always looking for something on uh, streaming that makes sense. And uh, we read a review a review about painting with John. So it's a new HBO series with John Lurie, hmm. who's a he's an artist, but also he was an actor. He did other series. And this series I find particularly uh, engaging because it's really singular. It's him, thoughts on life, art, and personal stories about how they work together and inspire people. Again, limited edition HBO series. I've watched every episode and I can't get enough of it. Cool. Painting with John on, the, on yeah. HBO. Wow. That, do you get a kickback for that kind of plug? Is that what it sounded, sounded pretty professional? But anyway, I'm, yeah, I'm checking it out here. HBO series painting with John. Excellent. George, how about yourself? You have a recommendation, something for our listeners? Yeah, we, we in doing this and planning this, the event, we wanted to make sure we had the right person up there at, as the RMC. And in the COVID times, it's not easy to get a local celebrity, but I have a friend of mine who's been a friend of mine for almost 20 years. His name is Matt Barrett, and Matty has his own website called The Fever, F-E-V-A-H-H.com. He's got a Facebook page. Guy's absolutely passionate. He's a Boston fan through and through. He's got the exact energy that we need to get up there, and, and I'm really excited that he's going to be our MC. You should check out his Facebook page as well. He has exercise videos. He's got, he's, he has a virtual bartender that mm-hmm. he does now because he, he, you know he can't tend bar and have a bar full of people. Right. Uh, he also has the daily donut in the morning, and so he goes to different local donut shops. He's a passionate guy. I'm really excited to have him on board. You should check him out. He's a good guy. He's funny as hell too. Hey, Matt, I'm looking at the Facebook page of the the Fever. If if you're from Boston, you know how to spell the Fever. It's just, oh my god! <laughs> Don't you get a stab a cold and feed a fever? or is it the other way around i always mix that up yeah it's it's the fever f-e as as, uh george said f-e-v-a three h's at the end fever i got the fever and the only cure is uh, a little bit of comedy on this website i will recommend a tv show that i just stumbled across I was actually, I'm on a Facebook group called Binge and Purge, which sounds terrible, but it's just for recommendations for TV movies and such. I kept hearing about uh, the show called Kingdom, but then there's all kind. then there's more than one show called Kingdom. And I ended up on watching this Japanese zombie TV show that was, <laughs> it actually wasn't that bad, but it wasn't what I was looking for. Eventually I stumbled upon just recently 
this show called Animal Kingdom, which is it's actually been around for a while on TNT. It stars Ellen Barkin, and I'm going to play a little bit of the the trailer here. It's about this sort of family of ne'er do wells, and Ellen Barkin is the matriarch. Now let's check out the trailer for the Animal Kingdom season one. You guys can watch. Everybody else has to listen. Here. Shut up, answer my questions, so this doesn't come back to bite us. You remember your uncles, don't you, Jay? Hey. hey. It seems fine, but it's not a great time to have him around. What's the matter, my baby boy? Are you afraid he's gonna get more attention than you? You're in this family now, and you're gonna be seeing things, hearing things that need to stay in this family. We do all the work. She controls the cash. My boys know their limit. All right, well, we'll take it down there. You kind of get the point. I hate it when these trailers have this dramatic music and my listeners are going, what the hell's going on? So, yeah, it's about this. The opening scene, no spoilers here. It's the premise of the show. The, the, the main character, Jay, is this high school kid. His mom passes away, drug overdose, and he is taken in by his grandmother, played by the still very sultry Ellen Barkin, a character called Smurf, and she's the matriarch of this family. It turns out, as Jay soon realizes, that they rob banks and stuff and get into all kinds of trouble. So it's not necessarily high-culture art, this show, but it's it's kind of become my new guilty pleasure go-to, and it's on Amazon Prime. There are four seasons. I'm still in the first season, but Animal Kingdom. You guys fans of Ellen Barkin? No? Yes. What is she best? I'm trying to now remember. What is she best known for? She There was some movie uh, that she did years and years ago where she was a womanizing guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and then he dropped out of a heart attack or whatever, and then he came back right. as Ellen Barkin. <laughs> right. And his best friend falls in love with him. Remember that? Yes. I, I forget what the name of that movie was. You'd have to Google it. I, I, I do. I do. She... she I mean, she's got this sort of, I mean, I don't want to be insulting to the great Ellen Barkin, but, you know, it's she almost has like a little bit of a masculine sort of intimidating thing about her. Now I'm going to look it up because it's going to bother me. But I don't know. She's in a movie called Sea of Love with Pacino and John Goodman. And, right. and then, oh, she was in Eddie and the Cruisers. How about that? I learned something. Desert Bloom, The Big Easy, Man in Heaven. She was in Johnny Handsome. Switch. Was that the movie? Yeah, Switch, which would make sense where she played. (laughs) That's due for a remake. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? It made everything else. She also popped up in Ocean's 12. Anyway, I didn't realize we were going to do such a deep deep, uh, dive on Ellen Barkin today, but you never know what you're going to get on the Boston Podcast. So thank you for joining us, Paul and George. Ringo and John not available this morning, So, but I'm glad... (laughs) You guys were. Paul, final thoughts, or one more time, tell people what they need to know about the event. Terrific. Well, thank you so much again for the opportunity to speak with you and uh, help raise money for uh, cancer research, breast cancer research, in, in honor of Mike Patterson Foundation and, and in honor of Nicole Heck. So it's a large-scale oil painting that we're auctioning off, all funds going directly to Dana-Farber through our Facebook page, which is Facebook dot com backslash partners in people painting and it'll be live streaming starting next week thursday the 25th at seven o'clock in the evening 
And uh, we're going to have an artist there besides the MC that George mentioned. We have a musician playing a few songs and then the founders of the organizations that I mentioned there as well. And there'll be a live auction site that's available right at, at that time. And George, it'll be a great take, even though you're telling me it's not Gary Busey. Are you <laughs> sure about that? It, it will be. Okay. It's going to be amazing, actually. When you see it, you're going to go, of course. Ah, now I'm even more intrigued. I like a good riddle. So, Paul and George, thanks so much for joining. Make sure to check out this event on Thursday, the 25th. And if you missed it during the podcast, check the show notes of this episode. We'll have all the info and the links and all that. On behalf of Paul and George, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. Everybody.